0: hello and welcome to and let's be heard for friday december 16th 2022 i'm mike cachopoli all right here we are the end of yet another week we are what like eight days away from christmas now so it's uh it's getting uh it's getting busy out there you know i was just out and about here in san francisco which is compared to most cities is very is very dead it's very dead here there's not much there's not much life going on here um, comparatively speaking to other big cities a week before Christmas. Um, and I'll, I'm going to talk later about a story about San Francisco, about the, uh, the, the deficit San Francisco's is in um, the mayor, London Bree, had a tweet earlier today about what a deficit San Francisco's in, how we have no money here. So we'll talk about that later, but out and about, and there's a, more traffic than usual, a lot of traffic, a lot of traffic, where are people going? Are people going to parties? Are people going shopping? What are people doing? Why are there so many cars on the street? This has always been the weird thing, especially here in San Francisco over the last year or so. There have been a lot of cars, but no people. So there are a lot of cars on the street. There's a lot of traffic, but there's no real foot traffic. And it's very odd. It's, very, it's really, really odd. And uh, it seems to be that way. Car traffic picking up, but not much picking up as far as foot traffic goes, um, which can only led me to believe there are no tourists and you know like many cities here many cities in this country come christmas time is usually big tourist season and there aren't that many tourists here um and so it's just an odd feeling it's weird having all these cars on the road but not seeing any people walking or any 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 feeling of like uh you know exciting real energetic energetic nightlife anyway that's a just an observation i make here um but it, you know what? I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting Twitter dump number six on a Friday. I wasn't. I really wasn't expecting it on a Friday. But you know what? I guess Elon has figured at this point. You know, usually you don't dump things on Friday unless you don't want people to cover them. The White House, this White House does it a lot. You know, you'll dump something on a Friday afternoon because you know that you're not going to get any. There's no coverage of it, so it's, they release it, but it's also buried. Um, and uh, I guess Elon Musk has figured no one's going to cover the Twitter files anyway, right? I mean, other than this podcast, a few other podcasts, Fox News, 95 percent of the of the legacy media is not going to cover it anyway. So what's the difference? Might as well dump it when it's ready to go. Right. So he did a a Twitter files part six dump today. And this one is called the FBI subsidiary, Matt Taibbi, taking care of this one. Um, Great job, by the way, by Matt Taibbi and by Michael Schellenberger. Uh, and Barry Weiss, just a great job of disseminating through all of this stuff and really and hitting the major points in, in wonderful threads. And these are long threads. You have to have some patience and go through them. But if you do, you'll find, oh, so many great nooks and crannies, so much nooks and crannies of censorship and corruption. The nooks and crannies, are, you know, I haven't really talked about the TikTok thing much on this show. I was going to get to that. Because it seems to be heating up now, right? With like 12 states banning TikTok for state run. Uh, people who, who work in the state, they can't have it on their phones. How, how you even, uh, you know, uh, deal with police that, I have no idea. But anyway, that's the deal. Um, and of course, they're talking about making TikTok totally illegal because evidently China is stealing our lives through it. And uh, <laughs> that's as simple as I can put it. China is stealing our our China is uh, stealing our essence through TikTok. Once again, not totally sure how they're doing it through ninety percent twerking videos, but whatever. Um, you know, some of the complaints is that in this country, most of the videos on TikTok is this banal, idiotic stuff like twerking. Where if you go to China and you put on TikTok, it's all like educational videos. But like, that's not like a new thing. It's not a new thing that the Chinese, the young people in China are smarter than the young people here. It's not like a shock. It's not a shock that Americans go for schlock entertainment where the Chinese go for more erudite stuff. That, that's like the people. It's amazing. People are saying, well, TikTok in China is smart. TikTok here is dumb. Oh, what a revelation. Like in 2022, we're just re- we're just realizing now that the people here are idiots compared to the Chinese. I mean, it's like, this is ridiculous. Of course it's educational in China. You can't, if you put educational videos, if you put math equations on TikTok here, no one would, they have no users. They'd be the lowest app. They'd be the least used app. Here they're the most used app because they put twerking videos. Who doesn't like a good twerking video? I mean, even the politicians put asshole videos on, right? Like like when they're running for office, like Beto O'Rourke, mostly Democrats, right? They put these ridiculous videos on TikTok because they know their audience is dumb. That their their voters are dumb, so they're not going to put on educational stuff where the Chinese do. You know, I hey, I, I look, I, I I criticize the Chinese for being submissive, and they are, and their government's are, you know communist and and authoritarian. But the people are very smart, incredibly smart. You know, when they come here and go to school here, I often ran into this when I was going to school, especially college, and they get like a they get like a ninety nine. They go insane. They want to kill themselves. Like relax, 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 dude. It's a ninety nine. But they have very high standards. When it comes to education, kids here, they get a 65. They go running off into the into the rain, doing singing in the rain with a 65. It's just the way things are. So I don't think that's the big issue with TikTok, that the Chinese have educational videos and we have twerking. But anyway, um, that's part of the, the problem. The, the bigger problem is they're supposedly stealing our information. I, I don't know, they're stealing our data. Um, so politicians here, mostly from the right, by the way, which is disappointing to me, want to ban it. You know, with all the censorship, right, and with le- the left wanting to ban the right from Twitter and Facebook, I-, I find it kind of hypocritical that the right want to ban an app. They're supposed to be the 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 uh, the, the party of freedom, right, and. They say, "Oh, this is a different story, though. This, but it's a slippery slope. So, what if the Democrats want to ban Twitter one day because Elon Musk is running it? What if the Democrats say Elon Musk is stealing information? We have to shut this down. See, it's a slippery slope. Once you start, let adults do what they want. This is what I understand. Once again, I, I, I pick up. I, I've talked about the hypocrisy of the left a lot over the last 14 months on this show. But this is hypocrisy from the right. These are people who are saying during COVID, let people live their lives, give adults the information, and let them decide. Well, then why aren't they applying that to TikTok?" Give the adults in this country the information and I want facts. I want evidence. Just like I asked for evidence with COVID. I want evidence. Show me evidence. They're stealing stuff. Present it to me as an adult and say, now use TikTok or don't. Let your child have it or don't. This idea of banning things, I'm not for it. I don't care. I don't believe in exceptions. So unless they're doing something through the app where they're killing us, where they're putting like waves, brain waves that are causing us to die, I'm not for banning anything. And so I think 12 states have banned it now. I think they're all, are they all Republican or most of them Republican? Except i have noticed at least so far, Florida hasn't. I'm hoping Ron DeSantis doesn't do the ban because you know, Florida is the state of Florida, right? The free state of Florida. i hope he stays with that and is consistent with that. With TikTok, give people the information, give people the information, let them decide. Adults can decide for themselves whether they want their information stolen or not. Adults can tell their children, they have, you know, I hope that adults still have some control over their children in this country and uh and can tell their children not to put TikTok, make sure their children, if they don't want them to have it, it's up to the up to the adult, up to adults. So I'm not for banning TikTok. And with this recent revelation of Twitter part six, the FBI subsidiary, where the FBI was basically stealing our information, this country was stealing its information, was censoring its own people and stealing information from its own people. The China thing is once again, just a big hypocritical smokescreen. It's like, oh, China does this, but we don't do it. Well, it's worse when you do it to your own people than when another country does it, right? We can expect China to play these games, but we're playing these games with our own people. The FBI is doing it to their own people. And this is leading into the Twitter files, part six, the FBI subsidiary. And I think Congress should take care of this before they worry about an app called TikTok. The Twitter file, this is from Matt Taibbi. The Twitter files are revealing more every day about how we govern how our government, our government, collects, analyzes, and flags your social media content. Not China. Not China, our government. Twitter's contact with the FBI was constant and pervasive, as if it were a subsidiary. Between January twenty twenty and November of twenty twenty two, there were over one hundred and fifty emails between the FBI and former Twitter. Trust and Safety Chief Yoel Roth. Yoel. Um, some are mundane, like San Francisco agent Elvis Chari. By the way, you'll see a pattern, by the way, I noticed reading through these earlier. A pattern is that a lot of this came from the San Francisco FBI Bureau. What a shock that would come from San Francisco to a company that, that's based in San Francisco with all left-wingers running it. Some are mundane, like San Francisco agent Elvis Chan wishing Roth a Happy New Year, along with a reminder to attend our quarterly call next week. Others are requests for information to Twitter users related to active investigations, but a surprisingly high number of requests by the FBI to Twitter to take action on election information involving joke tweets. From low follower accounts, I checked on some of these accounts. I was so upset that my account wasn't on here. I was upset that my account wasn't part of the FBI censorship. But someone reminded me that my thing is more COVID, right? So maybe these, maybe once we get into the CDC files, right? And once they show the CDC collusion with Twitter, maybe I'm on the CDC list. Maybe I'm on the. Hopefully, I'm on. I'm still holding out hope that I'm on the CDC list of of Twitter people to watch, hey, I have almost 7,000 followers. The FBI was actually going, was actually asking Twitter or telling Twitter, however you look at this, to to suspend accounts that had like 120 followers. Could you imagine 120? I looked up some of them and I'm like, <laughs> the first thing I noticed, and I'll get to some of the names of them, you can look them up yourself, is I don't even recognize any of these. I don't recognize any of these accounts. And then I looked into a few of them, and it was like 110 followers, 150 followers. Could you imagine? The FBI was worried about accounts with 150 followers, and most of these were joke satire accounts. The FBI either didn't like the satire and wanted to censor it or or couldn't tell the difference between satire and non-satire. Either way, how utterly disgusting and incompetent is the FBI? (laughs) Incredible. The FBI's social media-focused task force, known as FTIF, created in the wake of the 2016 election, swelled to 80 agents and corresponded with Twitter to identify alleged foreign influence and election tampering of all kinds. Yeah, because they got the they got the Russia, Russia, Russia. So right, uh, federal intelligence and law enforcement reach into Twitter. Included the Department of Homeland Security, which partnered with security contractors and think tanks to pressure Twitter to moderate content. It's no secret the government analyzes bulk data for all sorts of purposes, everything from tracking terror suspects to making economic forecasts. The Twitter files show something new and different agencies like the FBI and DHS regularly sending social media content to Twitter through multiple entry points, pre-flagged for moderation. What stands out is the sheer quantity of reports from the government. Some are exaggerated from public hotlines. And in and, and, and number 11, thread number 11, Matt Tubby puts up a screenshot of FBI El Paso. Election day protocol for FBI headquarters is to stand up a national election command post which provides a centralized location for assessing election related threats. Status and reports of complaints, have a tip, send it to blah, blah, blah. Protect your voice, protect your vote. An unanswered question, do agencies like FBI and DHS do in-house flagging work themselves or farm it out? You have to prove to me that inside the fucking government, Uh, You can do any kind of massive data or AI search, says one former intelligence officer. Hello, Twitter contacts. The master canine quality of the FBI's relationship with Twitter comes through in this November 2022 email in which FBI San Francisco is notifying you. It wants action on four accounts. Hello, Twitter contacts. This is from FBI.gov. This is from Fred. It says Fred, FBI SF. Why don't they put a last name? I don't understand. They're afraid to show their last name. It's Fred from the FBI SF FBI that almost sounds like a if you got something like this when you think it was like a a, a fake mail, when you think it was like spam Fred FBI SF anyway, FBI San Francisco is noting you of the Bolo accounts which may potentially constitute violations of Twitter's terms of service for any action or inaction deemed inappropriate with Twitter policy. so the FBI was actually going through going through um, these low user accounts, low follower accounts, made them satire accounts. And 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 sending them to the employees at Twitter saying, we think these these violate. Why was the FBI concerned with Twitter's terms of service? Why was the FBI, the government in this country concerned with a private company's terms of service? And these these are the accounts at Joe Anathan. Wait, one Wade at from Ma at mad and pissed off and at Malt Thomas. I looked at them. I never recognized any of them. I, I, I've never recognized any of them. And I'm pretty big on Twitter. Maybe the CDC files, I'll recognize some, including my own. Personal Twitter, Twitter personnel in that case went on to look for reasons to suspend all four accounts. Right away, they acted. Oh, oh yes, including at FromMA, whose tweets are almost all jokes, including his civic misinformation of November 8th. This FromMA account has a lot of followers. Okay, this is great. He had very few followers earlier. <laughs> But now, thanks to the Twitter files, he's getting followers. They're gone up by the thousands. Good for him. Uh, Retired curmudgeon and righteously irritated armchair defender of good shoveling sand of good. That's his profile. Anyway, at from MA. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, Hey FBI FBI folks, I've reviewed this already from the TD perspective and suspended 3 of the accounts, 3 of the 4 you asked us for for multi-account abuse and ban evasion violations. Rodrigo, could you please review at from MA for possible civic information? Okay, so here's his civic information disinformation. Here we go. This was one of his tweets. I want to remind republicans to vote tomorrow, Wednesday, November 9th. Now that's a that's a very common joke, right? Right? A very common joke, vote after election day, give the wrong election day, okay. <laughs> and he posted a, here's another one, it, a proposed container ship if there's a worldwide recession and it's like, uh, it looks like one of those, um, what do you, uh, votes votes for, votes from, uh, what do you call it? Oh, Jesus, if you look at the tweet, it's hard for me to describe it, but it's a little shanty vote. It's a joke, the whole thing's a joke, right? It's not to be taken seriously. So civic misinformation is this guy saying Republicans vote. December? Dissent- now, remember this. This is very important. To re- I didn't even pick up on this when I, first, when I first looked at it. This guy is a Democrat. So this guy is a lefty, obviously, because he wants Republicans to vote the day after Election Day. I want to remind Republicans to vote tomorrow, Wednesday, November 9th. I've seen it both ways. I want to remind Democrats to vote tomorrow. It's a joke okay it's a joke the FBI didn't know that this is a guy who had very few followers in the hundreds telling people to vote the day after the election as a obvious joke it's a joke that's I've seen a million tweets like that every election they do that are these people serious just to show the FBI can can be hyper intrusive in both directions they also asked Twitter to review a blue-leaning account Obviously, that M.A. was a blue leading account because he wanted Republicans to vote the day after Election Day. I don't think now this is the only one I recognize. Everyone knows Claire Foster, Ph.D. Her tweets are so funny, but they're so well done that they fooled me. So I guess they fooled the FBI, too. I always think she's serious. She's like makes fun of like covid craziness. But from the angle of it looks like she's promoting it. Right. So but she's obviously making fun of it. If you read enough of her tweets. I don't know if it's blue leaning. It might be, but I, I don't find her blue leaning as fine as COVID's concerned. I thought she's more red leaning. But anyway, whatever. The FBI wanted to remove, wanted to remove her account for a different joke. Except here, it was, it was even more obvious that Claire Foster, PhD, who kids a lot, was was just kidding. So these are the tweets from Claire Foster. I'm a ballot counter in my state, and her photo's great. It's almost like it's a hippie photo. If you've ever seen her photo, her avatar is like a hippie photo with a bandana around her head. (laughs) I'm a ballot counter in my state. If you're not wearing a mask, I am not counting your vote. Hashtag safety first. Very negative comment on this post. I'm adding another vote for the Democrats. So she's just joking. It's a joke. okay? she's making fun of the mask wearing. okay? and the FBI didn't seem to understand that. It's, is this. I find this to be chilling, frightening, hilarious, disgusting, all at the same time. I don't know how you feel. Anyone who cannot discern obvious satire from reality. This is from, by the way, this is a response from Claire Forster when she found out she was targeted. Anyone who cannot discern obvious satire from reality has no place making decisions for others or working for the feds, said Claire Forster when told about the flagging. Of the six accounts mentioned in the previous two emails, all but two, Claire and the from MA, were suspended. At least, at least the people at Twitter, okay, had the wherewithal to understand these were jokes. We'll give them that much credit, right? An internal email from November 5, 2022, the FBI's National Election Command post. By the way, before I read this, even if it wasn't a joke, if you're such a fucking idiot, that you think election day is a Wednesday, you deserve to not have your vote counted. You deserve to have your candidate lose. Who in this country thinks election day is a Wednesday? Is the FBI serious? Are they serious? In internal email from November 5, 2022, the FBI's National Election Command Post, which compiles and sends on complaints, sent the SF field office a long list of accounts that may warrant additional action. And so they listed all of these accounts, 25 accounts. I swear to you, as they go through them again, I have never heard of any of them. Nope. Do I recognize anything? Nope. 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 And when your account is here, one account is at Trump 2011784. Obviously, they probably have about three followers when you have an account like that. Is that even a real account at Trump with 85 digits after it? Oh, Billy Baldwin. There you go. Okay, one of the 25 is Billy, the actor. Billy Baldwin. Alex, brother. Okay, so it's a long list. Agent Chan passed a list on to his Twitter folks. Once again, Twitter folks from Elvis Chan. Special agent in charge. Sounds like men in black. Below, please see below a a list of Twitter accounts, which we believe are violating your terms. Once again, they're worried about Twitter's terms of service by disseminating false information about the time, place or manner of the upcoming elections. Once again, if they knew, right, if they didn't know that the people at Twitter, their fellow liberal San Franciscans were into the censorship, they would never do this. But they knew they were open to this kind of censorship and doing whatever the FBI told them to do, whatever the government told them to do, they would do. Once again, this is the collusion. This is where the private company idea goes out the window. This is when the government is colluding with the private company to squash speech. That's a First Amendment violation. Fred, whoever the fuck Fred is, and Elvis Chan should be brought up on charges. Maybe that'll get me on the next FBI list. Let us know if you decide to take any actions against these accounts based on our tipper to you. Also, let us know if we need to issue a preservation letter There was nothing better for the FBI to do. There's not real terrorism out there. We don't have real terrorists that want to kill us. That the FBI in San Francisco is doing this, this is why we have to stop these extra FBI. You know, Biden wanted to hire, the Democrats want to hire all these extra agents, IRS, FBI. It's enough. The government is too bloated. They're not doing their job, and they're just collecting checks. Twitter then replied with a list of actions taken. Note, there was mercy shown to actor Billy Baldwin. Hi, Elvis. Thank you for your patience. The team assessed the accounts you flagged. We've completed our review, and they've gotten rid of, like, five, and they kept, like, five others. Many of the above accounts were satirical in nature, with the exceptions of Baldwin and something called RSB Networks. That's a right-side broadcasting network with 874,000 followers. Well, relatively low engagement though, and some were suspended most with a generic thanks Twitter letter. Hi, to well, let you know that we have reviewed your appeal and your account features will remain locked or limited for the allotted time or pending completion of the assigned task due to violations of the Twitter rules. Attempted voter suppression, including attempted voter intimidation or providing thanks Twitter. And unlike now, there's no there's no, boss you can appeal to unlike now there's no poll we'll get to that later too there's no poll put up by the boss using something called democracy to decide whether someone should be reinstated or not once again we'll talk about that hold on to that thought when told of the fbi flagging uh at lexitola replied my thoughts initially include one seems like prima facie one a violation two holy cow mean account with the reach of a a amoeba three what else are they looking at I can't believe the FBI is policing jokes on Twitter. That's crazy, said Tiberius444, another count they went after. In a letter to former deputy general counsel and former top FBI lawyer Jim Baker on September 16, 22, legal exec Stacia Cordea outlines results from her soon-to-be weekly meeting with DHS, DOI, FBI, and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. I won't read it. It's very long. You can go on if you want to find it. It's number 24 in the in the thread. The Twitter exec writes, she explicitly asked if there were impediments to the sharing of classified information with industry. The answers, FBI was adamant, no impediments to sharing exist. This passage underscores the unique one big happy family vibe between Twitter and the FBI. With what other firm would the FBI blithely agree to no impediments to classified information? So they were just giving these people at Twitter, like Yoel and Baker, classified stuff. At the, and they wanna go after Trump, right? At the bottom of that letter, she lists a series of escalations, apparently raised at the meeting, which were already handled. About one, she writes, flagged a specific tweet on Illinois use of modems to transmit election results in possible violation of the civic integrity policy, except they do use that tech in limited circumstances. Another internal letter from January 21 shows Twitter execs process an FBI list of possible violative content tweets. And they list a bunch of tweets that they want, that the FBI wants taken down. Here, too, most tweets contain the same get out there and vote Wednesday. Can you believe this? Trope and had low engagement. This is what the FBI spends its time on. Incredible. In this March 2021 email, an FBI liaison thanks a senior executive at Twitter for the chance to speak to you and the team, then delivers a packet of products great i was speaking with you and the team at twitter last week i wanted to flag a few products that were released today and early in the week that may be his assistance to twitter let us know if you have any questions incredible <laughs> and this goes on and on this is and once again you, you, you'll hear crickets from the legacy media right crickets from the legacy left media this is not a story oh this is just the fbi doing well, this is what they'll say this is what they are saying this is the FBI doing their job. This is their job to investigate this kind of stuff. No, no, this is what they're doing. They're, they're trying to maintain election integrity and make sure there's no blah, 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 blah. No, no. What they're doing is violation, violation of the first amendment freedom of speech. They're asking a private company to censor things. They're, they're spending their time. How does does not offend the left? I don't get. They're spending their time. Our tax style. We're paying them, by the way. We pay them. We, we do. You and I pay them. We pay them. Do we want to pay them to spend their time on Twitter when they're actual terrorists who want to kill us? they are actual terrorists from outside this country and within this country who are trying, who are plotting as they're doing this, as they're worried about someone saying vote Wednesday, November 8th. Someone's trying to kill us. Someone's trying to kill us, and this is what they're spending time on, worried about a private company's terms of service. And this doesn't offend the left. Once again, if if Twitter were owned, once again, if it were owned by Elon Musk for the last four years, and this was happening, the left would want to strangle Elon Musk. They'd want to put him in front of a jury. they want to sentence him to the gulag. But it's simply because their side benefited and or their side owned Twitter that they don't care, that they didn't care, and they still don't care. Because as I've said a million times before, and this is proving it even more, the left doesn't like the Constitution. They don't believe in it. They don't believe in free speech. They don't believe in the First Amendment. They don't believe in the Second Amendment. They don't believe in the right to, have, to own a gun. They don't believe in it. They want those things changed. If they could change them, they would. If they could put a bunch of caveats in both of those amendments, you know they would do it. They would want to limit free. They'd want to limit speech, and obviously, obviously, they're constantly going after guns. So this is what they are. It's a no story to them, because this is the country they want. You see, this is the country they believe in. That's why it's a non-story to them. So what? This is the way it should be. This is what they believe. This is the way it should be. As Dinesh D'Souza says, with the latest Twitter files, it now seems clear that, yes, all the people who worked at Twitter should be arrested. And Jack and FBI Director Christopher Wray as well. Further investigations are needed into Meta and YouTube. He's right. This is a monumental scandal, a conspiracy to violate our constitutional rights. And he's 100% right. I'll even use a term I despise. He's 110% right. There's absolutely no doubt about it. The FBI, Matt Matt Wallace says, the FBI has become an additional branch of the government with unchecked powers that the founding fathers would never approve of. Of course not. Of course not. You think the founding fathers would be cheering this on? The FBI spying on us? Censoring us? And do we want a dumb as fuck FBI? These people are dumber than shit. They can't tell satire. I know FBI agents don't have sense of humor. That's not a shock, right? FBI agents, don't, and whenever they're usually portrayed in movies and television, they don't have a sense of humor. They have a stick up their ass, and obviously this proves it. They didn't know that was satire. They don't know this happens every election cycle, both sides saying, hey, vote the day after. Hey, yeah, yeah, go on Wednesday. They don't know that happens all the fucking time. Do they they think that little? Well, obviously, they do think that little of American people to believe the American public believes Election Day is a Wednesday. They don't know this is satire. I don't work for the FBI. Yeah, I was fooled a little bit by Claire. But once I started reading like five or six of her tweets, I said, oh, it's obvious satire. They didn't do that. And satire or not, people have a right to free speech. You see, if someone posts, election day is Wednesday, November 8th, I can then respond and 8 million people can respond with, no, it's not. Don't be silly. It's Tuesday, November 7th. That's called being adults, having free speech. More free speech. That's what you need. Not less free speech, more free speech. They don't seem to get this. What is their problem? Control. Once again, I don't think it's a coincidence that all of this stuff happened during the exact same time of COVID, February of 2020 till now. It's not a coincidence. These people saw how people in power crave control and were able to control humans. They were able to make humans wear masks. They were able, for no reason, in in a facade, in a game. They're able to make adults wear masks for months and months and years. they were able to make people close their businesses. they were able to make people get an experimental poison in their system. they were able to make people do that. So when you're the FBI, you say, fuck, if Gavin Newsom can do that, this nothing ball, I can certainly do it. I work at the FBI. I'm an FBI agent. That's what happens when you give them anything. That's why you cannot comply ever again. We cannot comply ever again. And when we're asked to comply. We need to say, go fuck yourself. It's very simple. Those three words. I remember I was in Rome a long time ago. I was younger. I was in Rome and I had a a guy who was a friend of the family who was driving me and my brother around and uh, he had said, you have to watch out for like these street kids. They like to come up and beg and maybe pull on your pocket. And all you need to do, he said, is turn to them and say, Bafuangul, go fuck yourself. And they'll go away. But you have to be very stern, you have to do it. You can't be shy about it. That's basically what we have to do to these little these little street turds who are trying to take our freedom away from us. Go fuck yourself. Because you give them a little bit and they take everything. You give them a little bit and they take your soul. They take your freedom away. And we're seeing that more and more now. We're not even at the COVID files yet. Can you imagine once we get to the COVID files in the next week or so, what we're going to see? What correspondence we're going to see from Yoel Roth and Jim Baker and Jack. I'm also tired of, you know, at least Elon Musk has some stuff. I'm tired of people... I'm tired of these lefty nuts who own these companies, who are billionaires and, and look like home they're homeless. Have you seen this? is it the new thing, right? Bill Gates always looks homeless. Jack looks like a fucking homeless hippie. And these are billionaires. At least dress the fucking part. Have some style. Musk got more than style. He's got fucking class. And he's not afraid of them. Which moves us to what we were talking about yesterday. And I was listening to more of it over the last 24 hours since the show yesterday about the banning, the suspending of seven days of these people who were doxing him. And I said yesterday he put up a poll. Should I unsuspend them today or wait the seven days? And 59 percent said now. And what did he do? He unsuspended them. Now, once again, the left will go insane. Because they don't believe in democracy. They don't believe in it. I mean, this is he's bringing free speech and democracy to Twitter. They can't stand that. What if the former people who ran Twitter were as um, open and honest as Elon Musk is? When, when Elon Musk bans people, he tells you, right? He told everybody. He could have shadow banned them. He could have shadow banned them like these little twits, these little scumbags that used to work at Twitter. These inter-office emails that we didn't see. But Elon Musk doesn't do that. He says, I'm suspending them, and this is why. Okay? What if they had put up a a poll? Should we allow the FBI to tell us who to censor and who not? How do you think that poll would have gone? But they didn't put up the poll because it was all secret. It was all secret because they know what they were doing was wrong. You see, Elon Musk doesn't believe what he did was wrong, and it wasn't. And putting up a poll wasn't wrong either but they knew what they were doing was wrong. So they hit it, they hit it. So what Musk is obviously doing, obviously the facts show he's bringing freedom of speech and democracy to Twitter. He's trying to make Twitter, as I have said so many times, like the real world, like the real world. And the liberals can't stand it. They cannot stand it because all they want is their control. They love and they crave and they crave it and they crave it and they crave it. And also there was no real argument that what these people were doing, these journalists was was doxing. Everyone agrees in the doxing, okay? It was obviously doxing. The question was, should he suspend the doxing accounts or not? There was no question on whether it was doxing or not. I didn't see anybody, even the legacy media, maybe I missed it, questioning whether it was doxing. But the question was, should he suspend them or not? Because he really likes free speech. He wants free speech. So should he? Is it is it a, is it a, is it a suspendable offense or not? Well, obviously, 59% in that poll don't think it is. I think it is. If they do it again, he should suspend them again. But the fact of the matter is, there wasn't the former people who ran this thing, they didn't put one poll up. They never put a poll up and said, Should I should we unsuspend Dr. Peter McCullough? This is what really gets me about the left too. These shit libs said nothing when actual doctors were suspended. Actual real doctors, high profile, high rated, highly regarded doctors were suspended for giving real information about COVID that could have saved lives. People could have been saved. But they cried like children over these losers, these nothing balls, who I've never even heard of, these reporters. I never even heard of them. These nothing ball losers being suspended for seven days for giving out info that could actually get people killed. Info that could help people not die, they didn't care about when those people were censored. But people putting up this shit doxing stuff, which can get people hurt or killed, oh, that should go. No, that should be allowed. That's free speech. Let's cry over those people being suspended for a fucking week. This is how the, the hypocrisy is so disgusting. And they're disgusting. And they're disgusting. As Elon said, if people at the New York Times, if if we were putting up, if I were putting up, if you were putting up information, real time information about where FBI, where, 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 where FBI or where New York Times or Washington Post journalists are in real time, the left would go insane. The Democrats would want hearings. Biden would give one of his ridiculous speeches about how democracy is ending. And you know it. But they do it to Elon Musk, and oh, well, he can take it. He can deal with it. How hypocritical do they have to be before people just drop them? Obviously, it hasn't happened yet, right? People are still voting for these people. Once again, because the hypocrisy is on their side. That's all it comes down to. The apocryphes on there, and once again, I, I, I put up a poll, I put up my own little stupid poll a few days ago saying what's worse? What, what mental illness is worse? Trump derangement syndrome, Musk derangement syndrome, or DeSantis derangement syndrome? The overwhelming majority of people said still, it's still Trump. But if you look now, people are saying like, oh, Elon Musk is, is worse than Trump. He's worse than Trump. See, it's coming out. It's coming out. Their derangement syndrome has, is now flourishing. Their Musk derangement syndrome has happened. It's obviously in, in full bloom. Now, Musk Derangement Syndrome. But once again, they don't care that actual doctors like Peter McCullough and Jay Bhattacharya were suspended and banned for giving information out that could have helped people live. It could have saved millions of lives. They didn't care about that. But this they care about, Elon Musk suspending people who put up information that can get him or other people killed, that they care about. And they don't, see where their priorities are? And they don't care about FBI collusion. They don't care about government collusion with private companies. They don't care about real doctors being suspended for giving COVID information, but they care about nobody loser, quote unquote journalists in quotes, put really bold quotes, giving out real-time information where someone is just to be little fucking pricks and that Elon jet thing. And what the journalists were doing were linking to that. That's why he suspended them also. There was this question of, there was this ridiculousness that he was suspending uh, journalists for making fun of him, which is ridiculous. Millions of people make fun of him every day. And he said, make fun of me all you want. Just don't give out. Don't dox me. Don't put my life and my life and my family in danger. That's all. So what these journalists were doing, these four journalists suspended, they linked to that doxing. That's why he suspended them. And they said, oh, no, we're just doing our job as journalists. No, that's not journalism. Do you fucking journalism. Do real investigative journalism. Don't post to, to tweets doxing. That's not journalism saying, look at these people doxing him. That's not journalism. That's promoting it. That's why he suspended them. These people, all of a sudden, they're journalists. Oh, yeah, we're, we're linking to tweets, doxing Elon Musk. We're real journalists now. That's real How could you suspend us? We're just doing our jobs. Fuck off. Are these people serious? I'll say it again. I know I've said it several times tonight. Are they serious? Why did they get me so mad on a Friday? Elon should drop this stuff on a Monday or Tuesday because... I don't want to get so mad for the weekend. So mad. I'm so angry. So angry. <sighs> The question is now, is this over? Right. For, 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 there are many questions. First, once again, giving the Republicans more to do in a few weeks. This must be investigated. These Fred and this other jerk and this whole San Francisco office needs to be dragged in send them to Washington DC i don't care if they do fly them first fucking class on elon's jet send them to Washington DC and they all need to go up in front of congress and have to fucking get grilled about this they need to be held accountable for this stuff there are a lot of people the republicans need to hold accountable right a lot of people the list should be about 5 times longer than the fbi's list of these accounts that they want censored all these people that need to be go up have to go up in front of the house Investigative committees and have to explain all of this. That is a must. That's a must. I agree with the next procedure. They should be in jail. They should be prosecuted. But the first step, obviously, they're going to have to do the more realistic step is getting them getting their asses on the hot seat in front of Congress next month. Hey, Daniel, what's up? Hey, Mark. How you doing?
1: Good. Um, yeah, I was working all day um, today, and I just got home around 10 o'clock and uh, tuned in and saw the uh, most recent dump on the on the Twitter file. So thanks for, for going through that. Um, sure. Was there any indication of what's coming next? Have you seen any of that on Twitter? Uh,
0: uh, next dump? Dump number seven? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm hoping it's the COVID dump. We're getting closer now. I yeah. think COVID, right? We're getting closer to COVID because we did the Trump that he's doing it in chronological order, right? He did the whole Trump stuff and then he's doing the election stuff. So I'm guessing next comes the COVID stuff. Hopefully, hopefully.
1: But, but, but no one said anything specifically about when to expect it.
0: No, 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 no. He said it's just coming. I mean, he said it was coming about a week ago. So, he, he you know, it's there. It's just a matter of, I guess, getting it all together. You know, yeah. if, I were, if I were him, I would do, I'd do it once a week it's such a lot to go through you know it's a lot yeah. so I, yeah. I do it once a week just so we can absorb it all over the course of a week before the next one comes out so maybe that's what he's doing it's been like a week between five and six so we'll see but i, I wouldn't be surprised if the cdc and, and covet stuff takes up many many dumps <laughs> i think i think they took a lot of dumps don't you
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's um it, it, if, if he's gotten six out of this so far from from the hunter biden stuff and from the uh, fbi involvement um, etc I, I would imagine it'd probably be six from just the covid stuff as well right as the, the impact that that has had on all our lives it's, and, uh, it's just amazing um yeah so um yeah th- thanks for for catching me up um like i said, just got just got in and um that's um so it was uh, verified that then that um, all of the accounts that were suspended were linking to the um, the site that or, or the um, account that was banned, and, and information with respect to um, the uh, the um, his, his uh, flight plan.
0: Yeah. So the flight plan stuff, from what I understand. Is like it's, uh, once again, there's that there's that that you know arcane website that you can go to if you want to Absolutely. look at certain things. But I think they want to change that because it's uh, I, I've read I've read something about they they're trying to change that where um, it becomes more private information um, and uh, I, so hopefully they will because you know I, I don't I don't think there's any right to know where any person as a private jet is why, why, why is that public knowledge? Here's the thing. People, people in the spotlight, celebrities, often tell people where they're going to be. They'll have book signings. They'll do meet and greets. But that's up to them, right? It's up to them. That's their personal thing. And that gives them time to organize it, have bodyguards, security if they want, whatever it may be. But like Elon Musk, he does, he does events. He announces events that he does. That's fine. But the idea of this doxing, which makes it so dangerous, is people have no time to plan any kind of security. I could be sitting next to someone I don't like. At a bar, I, I, could, I could recognize someone and go, oh, this person who has, you know, 30 million people who hate him is here right now, right now, right now. And people can show up and do whatever they fucking want. And there's no security. That person didn't know. They have no time to plan that. So if someone plans their own event, that's fine. But this doxing is incredibly dangerous. And once again, no one would want it done to them. I know a lot of people, the, you know, 99% of people in this country can't identify with this because they're not famous. So this wouldn't happen to them. But think about if you were. Think about if you were. And I can think about it because at one point I was famous. Do you know that? No. Anyway, I worked at a radio station in New York, and we had things like uh, broadcasts. We do live broadcasts from diners and stuff. And I know the feeling of having security because you know that someone might come and do something really bad. And I I work with Rush Limbaugh and Bob Grant and right-wingers in New York City who were very, very hated by most of the people in New York. And I was, I was often afraid. I was often afraid that something would happen to them. And I can't imagine, once again, we didn't have social media back then. I can't imagine them having to be put in a situation where, hey, I see this guy sitting next to me. Um, you know, it could be anybody now, right? It could be Clay Travis. It could be Dan Bongino. It could be anybody like that. Or the Left, AOC, or Rachel Maddow, both sides. It doesn't matter. To have to deal with something like that is very frightening, and it should not be allowed. First of all, it should be illegal, but at least Elon Musk can control what he can control on his website, and I, I don't blame him. It's it's a very frightening thing, it really. Yeah. And remember, whether you have thirty followers, whether you have, let's say, you're whether you're a minor celebrity with maybe fifty people who know you, or a major celebrity with fifty million people, all it takes is one crazy person, right? All it takes yeah, is one crazy person who's got a thing for you. And yeah, that's all it'd be right.
1: interesting to, to find out from, from a lawyer that um, deals with this kind of stuff with, with, with privacy related issues. Um, how do you establish the expectation of privacy? Because that's one of the, it's, from my understanding, one of the points of law um, is 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 establishing whether someone has the expectation of privacy. So you walk down a public street, you don't have any expectation of privacy, so if no, of course not. Is right. to take a, a picture of you right. and and post it on Twitter. Um, you know that that's it's, it's legal whether it would be doxing or not according to the Twitter rules. If it was uh, giving real time uh, uh, information about your location, then that would be doxing. Right. But but it, but, it, but it's legal, but it's against the the, the, the doxing rules. So so whether um, anyone has a, an expectation of privacy with respect to flight plan or not. I don't know how um, they go about establishing that as a point of law. Uh, nevertheless, it, it, should, it, it should be considered doxing and it, it has been and, um, and th- that it shouldn't be allowed. I, I totally agree with Musk. Um, it, I think it's uh, an a interesting turn of events that he um, unsuspended these, these accounts. I mean, he may just be kind of uh, uh, almost daring them to try it again
0: well, Hopefully they've learned their lesson. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hold that any hopes because people like Keith Oldman, they're, they're total scumbags. They have no morals or values, or ethics. So I, I, you know, and and once again, they'll they'll use it as a badge of honor, right? A Scumbag like Keith Oldman will use it as a badge of honor if he's suspended or banned for good, right? He'll he'll claim the victim, right? He'll claim martyrdom. So I, I don't I don't hold that hope they're not going to do it again. But I would just get rid of them. I don't care if I'm Elon Musk. I would just get rid of them. That's all.
1: Yeah, I think what he did was was a was a good move, um, letting him back on because you know either either now going to behave, or they're going to double down and they're going to do it again, which will make them out to be the biggest a holes in the world, and and then it, and then there'll be no controversy whatsoever from us to say, hey, yeah, you know, uh, permanent uh, suspension. Here you go.
0: A guy I follow on Twitter named Jake Shields, who's a former MMA guy very, very successful MMA fighter. and He used to live in San Francisco and he left like everyone else. Um, he wrote something that I, th- I found really interesting and I agree with. He found that really untoward, he used different language, that the right, the conservatives were trying to take the side of these people who were doxxed. And I find that kind of gross because look at what they did to us for three years. Why don't we play their game? We know, why is it that we have to be the good guys? Why is it we have to be the wimps and the pussies and the submissives? They had no problem, like I said. The left had no problem with real important people giving out real information that could have saved lives. They had no issue with them being centered. Not only did they not not cry about it, they loved it. They enjoyed it. Why are we giving in to them at all? We should not give them any satisfaction. I think I agree with that. I really do.
1: Yeah. um, And um, By the way, because this was something that you mentioned a few days ago when we were talking about making – the internet world more like the, um, the real world so that um, behavior doesn't get out of hand so that some of the uh, checks and balances that um, are incorporated in into our real-world real communication with each other could be um, uh, at least mimicked in some way in the internet world. So, so Musk is apparently doing some sort of, of mutant block of, um, with respect to um, blue checks. Do you know what that's about?
0: You just you just sent this to me. It says Twitter will start incorporating mute and block signals yes. from from blue verified, not legacy yes. blue as down votes. I don't know what that means.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what that means either, but it sounds almost like what we were talking and, and you were wishing for the other night. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how to interpret it, but it, it's it seems like he is. Um, it seems like he is saying that uh, blue checks are going to be treated just like everybody else.
0: Right, but he said Twitter will start incorporating mute and block signals from yeah. Blue Verified. So Blue Verified is someone like me who paid Legacy right. Blue, uh, Legacy right. Blue, are the Legacy people that they did it for before. They, they had, you know, the celebrities that had blue check marks before as downvotes. So I, I, I am not quite sure what it means. I don't know. I, yeah, Mike, I you
1: might understand more about it. Um, yeah, maybe we'll learn more about that in, in the coming days. But it sounded something like what we were talking about, Jeremy. The other day so i just wanted to call it well Ken a guy named lex it.
0: friedman responded saying cool idea creates an incentive for civility and good faith effort yeah, even while even while criticizing
1: yes, that's what he exactly. said, and that's why i thought it might be something similar to what you and i were talking about when i saw lex's comment because it seemed to be trying to establish um uh, uh, communication on at least on twitter That um, somewhat resembles what goes on in the real world. Maybe.
0: Maybe that's it. It could be. We'll see how it goes. And once again, he's trying different things. And if it doesn't work, he'll he'll end it. You know, he'll do a poll. Should I keep it or should I end it? You know, and and once again, I find it fascinating. I find it really interesting that he put a poll up saying, should I, you know, unsuspend these people now or wait seven days? And, you know, six out of 10 people said, do it now. We don't know what that is. That could be people on the right who want the whole free speech thing. They could be people on the left who who don't want to suspend these accounts because they're lefties. It could be a combination. But either way, no matter who it was, unsuspend them now one. And he did it. And he said democracy. Yeah. You know, He said democracy rules unsuspended. Just him. Do you realize that just him saying that is going to make the left upset? They're not going yeah, to yeah, they, right. give him any credit. Yeah, they're not going to make. They're not give any credit. They're going to, you know what they're going to say? They're going to say he's a dictator, and he put up a fucking poll. They're yeah, going to actually right. say this guy's a, a a billionaire dictator, yet he put up a
1: damn poll. This is how insane these people are. <laughs> yeah, they're um they're really really trying really 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 hard to 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 paint him in, in a particular light, and and they just keep failing over and over and over again in the in the the um, more they resist reporting on the Twitter file dumps, which they've been doing all along, that, that, that in addition is, just gonna make, is gonna reflect very poorly upon them. Um, did you happen to watch that um, Monk Files, um, I sent you a link, the Monk Files debate that occurred about a, a week ago. Uh, Matt Taibbi took part of it. Um, and, um, oh, I'm forgetting the uh, Doug, Doug McMurray, I think it was. Was on mm. the same side of the argument as, as Taibbi. Taibi, and mm. it was a proposition up for debate. There's four of them, uh, two for and two against, and it was uh, the proposition was uh, we should not trust uh, mainstream media. And Taibi and and uh, Douglas, um, and once again, I'm not sure the last name. Um, they were arguing in favor of the proposition. It was it was a really interesting um, argument, uh, but the re- the reason I'm bringing it up this up is because we're we're watching this this new like a formation of a new media, new me news media. I think that's going on in in our culture and in, in our world right now. We're, we're 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 drifting away and pulling away from MSM because they've let us down so many times. From 2003, the Iraq War and hyping up the WMD things when it was blatantly obvious to anybody who was paying attention to what was really going on was there, there was no WMDs and we knew this prior to going in. And then they, they they fell down on the job um, when the uh, housing bubble was started to inflate in 2003 2004 and all the way up to the time that it burst in 2007 when they were saying uh, uh, bubble what bubble and they'd go to the National Realtors Association Realtors Association for uh, reporting on, on the, the bubble and of course the National Realtors Association was saying bubble what bubble and, and so the 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 capture from various industries of, of our media has been apparent for a long time and then you know then comes along COVID and comes along the hunter but laptop stuff and i think people just are, are i mean it's taken 20 years but mm-hmm. people i think are really now getting the i getting this i this idea or beginning to understand how captured our news media is and that it's no longer The news media that you have talked about over the last three days and the media of your when uh, your reputation was everything, Um, it's mercenary journalism all down the line. And I think we are witnessing a birth of a new form of media and and, uh, Elon is trying to lead the way and hats off to him if he manages to do this and manages to do it in a way that supports our Constitution.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And while you're on, by the way, I wanna this is not we're not I'm not gonna dox you. I'm I'm doxing myself. I'm not, this is not really doxing. It's ahead. If anybody is in the Bay Area, if anybody's in San Francisco and like wants to meet celebrities like myself or Daniel, we're gonna be at uh, Upsider. Um we're gonna be at Upsider uh when are we is it? Oh, tomorrow night, Saturday night. It's Saturday night the seventeenth. So either yeah, so either tonight or tomorrow either tomorrow night or tonight, no it depends on when you're listening to this, but Saturday I'm a-
1: I'm am I'm a, I'm I'm at Call In Celebrity
0: now, is that what I <laughs> <laughs> So sa- Saturday the seventeenth, um we're going to be uh at seven p.m. we'll be at Upsider uh on what where's Upsider, Daniel? Sutter and Polk?
1: i on Polk Street near Sutter, I think.
0: Yeah. So if anyone's in the Bay Area or, you know, the San Francisco area and you want to meet, and you want to meet and greet, you want to say hello, and you want to have a drink, it's cider. By the way, if you like cider, and Upsider, by the way, is a uh, preferred joint of ours because Upsider was actually very cool and accommodating, let's say, during the COVID days. Let's just leave it at that. They were yes, very well, they're were. They were very welcoming during the COVID years,
1: yep. and so and, and that yeah. meant a lot. That meant a yeah. lot. To me. It meant a lot. Yeah, it's
0: actually, I think Upsider was the place that uh, we all met, met, that a lot of us here yes. in San Francisco met, a lot yes. of us, you know, anti-COVIDians met and and it's a, it's a great place so really whether you're going to come saturday night or not you should you should give them you know a visit at some point if you're in san francisco they're in the poke area poke and Sutter. they're great ciders they must have like 30 different ty- i know you don't drink but they must have like 30 different types of ciders right
1: yeah, a lot of, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm not keeping track cuz yeah, I don't drink. so. Yeah. I I'm I'm, I'm I'm there for the diet coach.
0: D- Daniel goes to a cider place and and gets zero coke zero. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they, does, well,
1: they and always they, yeah, and they always ask me if zero is okay when I see Yeah, and 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 does, 30
0: pu- up, and does 30 does 30 push-ups yeah. and and 50 sit-ups and, and and you know then you pull and 25 30 pull-ups.
1: Push and, 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 and I <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get into the
0: But yes, but if you're
1: you, you guys have been. You guys have. have you, you seem to be really upset by my bragging. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, some of some of us work out. Some of us work out in a gym, and some of us will do parkour outside. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's the way it goes. Yeah. But you know that that was but actually.
1: Yeah, you, yeah. you weren't doxing me. Just don't give away the quarters of my private jet. Okay.
0: No, I won't do that. Okay. I, I won't do that. And by the way, we'll have plenty of security also at, at the at the at the bar. <laughs> so. <we'll> just, <laughs> Is secure. So I think we we'll, won't we'll have, we'll have any problems with any with any San Francisco uh, terrorists bugging us, uh, you know, great. so hey,
1: shout out to Gator and Heidi and everyone else that's listening. Have a good night.
0: Yeah, have, have a good night, Daniel. Thanks for calling. It's one of those sleepy. I don't know what it is. Sleepy. Friday nights are very sleepy. It's a it call in. Uh, maybe people maybe people have lives and they're out having fun. You know, maybe Friday night people don't want to talk about politics. That's why I'm thinking of doing soft music on Friday nights. I'm thinking of doing the classics on Friday night. We'll do easy listening Friday nights. I'll spin records. I'll be a DJ on Friday nights. Because I, I think people are just tired. I mean, this is a lot. You know, then you find out the FBI is spying on you. Not just spying on you. Look, we knew this stuff. But the collusion with a, a company that has, you know, we have a 200 million, I don't know where it is, people on it, um, is, is just absolute insanity that this is how they're spending their time. Go fight crime, all right? The FBI used to do things like investigate murders, right? They used to do things like, and what's with the FBI in Idaho? There were 40, 40 FBI agents were assigned to that thing in Idaho, and five weeks later, they, all, they have a white car. Are you serious? What's happening in this country? What's happened to the FBI here? What's happened to the FBI? You know, watch a great movie. It's called, uh, well, there are a lot of good movies about the FBI, but one of my favorite is, is called Mississippi Burning. And so Gene Hackman and Willem Dafoe, and they go investigate the murders of the three uh, uh, kids that were working uh, in in the sixties in in in, Alabama, in uh, Mississippi, and uh, the two Jewish kids, and was it the black kid? And uh, and that's what the FBI used to do, right? They used to investigate real crimes, real crime. Mystery Burning is really good. Can you imagine a film about the FBI where they're like, in, they're, they have a bunch of guys? Investigating whether a tweet is satire or not, going after satirical tweets, going on Twitter and going through Twitter—how how boring is that? That's the that's what they really want to do. Well, since I was speaking about San Francisco, London Breed, the esteemed mayor, by the way, the highest-paid mayor in the country, and you're thinking Mike now. San Francisco used to have eight hundred thousand people; probably has about eight people now. Um. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, but uh, propaganda, I like that, copaganda. Um, now probably has about half a million people. A lot of people left San Francisco. Hundreds of thousands of people left San Francisco, and they continue to leave. She's the highest paid mayor, so London Breed is making more money than the mayor of L.A. London Breed is making more money than the mayor of New York. Try to figure that out. Anyway, so the highest paid mayor... The record-breaking salary mayor of like 350 grand a month writes this tweet today: "Our two-year deficit is projected at 728 million, 200 million next year, and 520 million the following year. This deficit is significant. While we can manage it and maintain core priorities like economic recovery, public safety, homelessness and mental health, it won't be easy, and by the way, that public safety she's full of shit, because San Francisco has lost 30,000, 300,000. 300,000 cops in the last two years, and cops are leaving in droves here, leaving in droves. So what are the main factors? This is where she goes on to blame not herself, no, 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 not the Board of Supervisors, not fellow Democrats, no. This is what the main factors are driving this deficit. First, we are losing federal funding that helped support us during COVID. Well, why would you need that? why'd you need that maybe you shouldn't have closed the businesses huh fema funding has provided significant support for our general fund during the pandemic but the money is winding down ah oh, oh, the giveaways the emergency is going away second our business taxes property tax and real estate t- taxes transfer taxes are below what we projected them to be last year the one bright spot is that our hotel and sales tax is higher than we had predicted showing that tourism is rebounding, it's not. When she says tourism is rebounding, that's like saying, when I own a restaurant, I go from one to three customers, that's a rebound. When in places like Florida, it's through the, there was never any problem with, here's the thing, and then she lists these things she's gonna do, which aren't gonna work. But once again, this is the Democrats, this is they're taking their, she's taking her lead from the White House. You've noticed the White House, Biden and Jean-Pierre and all those people, they blame the world for every problem we have here, right? Inflation, the world, COVID's the world. Oh, this is the world, immigration. Immigration, by the way, what's going on the border here? The world, it's happening all over the world. The world, the world's responsible. The world is falling apart, not our fault. It's the world's fault. Of course, they'd be saying the exact same thing if Donald Trump were president or Ron DeSantis were president. Of course, of course. This is the thing they do. They never, they always deflect. They blame everyone else but themselves. They did this during COVID. They blame the unvaccinated, the this, the kids, the non maskers, everything but themselves and their shitty, stupid policies that never worked and only harmed and killed people. So they're doing it again with this. You think she's going to give some of her record breaking salary away? Nah, not going to do that. She's not going to do that. But what's amazing when she talks about all this stuff is why, why don't, Why don't cities in Florida have this problem? Why aren't there cities in Florida? I don't understand. London, London, London. Why aren't cities in Florida? Why aren't there mayors of cities in Florida with these huge deficits? Why doesn't Florida have the huge deficits that cities in California have? let's, Let's try to rack our brains, London. I know you don't really have one, but let's try to rack it. Let's try to figure it out, huh? You and I know why. We know why. So all this is brought on by their own policies, obviously. They don't talk about that, though. They don't, they don't talk about that. That they don't talk about. Now, maybe when your city's going through this huge economic crisis, yeah, go, Daniel's right. Go woke, go broke, blow smoke. I like the blow smoke part. Did you come up with that? Uh, um, but. Maybe you shouldn't force Elon Musk and Twitter out of San Francisco. How's that, London? How about you don't add to the economic woes of everyone but yourself? You're, you're, you're fine, right? You're fine. How about you don't add to the economic woes of everyone else by driving one of the few remaining corporations out, one of the a few remaining tech companies out of San Francisco, because you want to be a picayune little spiteful bitch and investigate him for providing sleeping spaces for employees. Because you have a vendetta against free speech, you have a vendetta against what he's doing at Twitter, not making it an arm of the DNC and the FBI. And you want to punish him and force him out just to be a spiteful bitch and hurt your city even more, not hurt you. You'll be fine. The Board of Supervisors making six figures. They'll be fine. People like me and the re- few remaining residents here have to suffer through this living in this shithole. Because you have to be spiteful. And forced Elon Musk out and Twitter out as you forced every other corporation and tech company out of San Francisco. And the hair gel king has forced him out of California with a smile on his snarky little fucking face. Yeah, I patented the hair gel king, by the way. That's mine. If you hear the hair gel king, that's mine, by the way. Just as I'll I'll go to my grave believing that Branch Covidian is mine too. I'm the first person to tweet that. I know I was. You could think I'm crazy, I don't care. Branch Covidian is mine and hair gel king is mine. People have made fun of his hair gel before, but they never called him the hair gel king. That's mine, I own it, TM, trademark. But this is amazing. This is, once again, the hypocrisy of these people. But they know their voters are dumb. Their voters are dumb. They know it, the Democratic voters are dumb. The Democrats in this city, anyway, are very dumb. They'll believe this. They'll believe it's COVID. Oh, COVID, nothing you could do. Nothing you could do. COVID, nothing you could do. But they don't know what's going on in Florida because they've been so afraid of air that they've been holed up in their apartments, in their their luxury condos for the last three years, watching CNN and MSNBC, that they don't know that Florida has never had any of these problems for three years. Not one of these problems that they had for the last three years. And if you bring that up, they go, yeah, but everyone's dead. Yeah, their economy's good, but everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. They get the numbers. They don't care about numbers and real facts and science. They never asked for it, so they don't care about it. They never asked for it. When the White House says, get booster number 27, because this one we know works, even though we said the first 26 worked and they didn't, believe us now, it saves millions of lives. Where's the data? We don't got to show you the data. We're just telling you. So these people believe this shit. They believe whatever their Democrats say, whatever their cult leaders say they believe. So London Breed knows she can put a tweet like that, and Micah Chop will be very upset, but a lot of a lot of people will be, you know, praising her. Thank you for being so transparent. We know COVID. There's nothing you could do, it's COVID. Nothing you could do, man. Nothing you can do. Oh I despise these people. Have you figured that out yet? That I really despise these people? I really do, and I have to live amongst them. It's like a horror movie. I live amongst them. That would be a good title for a horror film. <sighs> so San Francisco's in deep shit. You didn't need London Breed to tell us this. All you need to do is walk around the streets here, and you know we're in deep shit. By the way, myocarditis is now the third leading cause of sudden death in children and young adults. It was never even on the chart. Nurses and doctors before COVID never even heard of it. They heard of it, but they, it was in very rare cases. Now it's the third leading cause of death, sudden death in children and young adults. Nothing to see here. Normal. Nothing to do with the vaccine. Lee Fang, who I believe is, isn't Lee Fang in San Francisco? Yes, he is. Lee Fang said the FBI pulled hundreds of agents off financial crime. This is what I was talking about. Listen to this. They pulled hundreds of agents off financial crime to war on terror stuff in the 2000s, resulting in missigns signs of the financial crisis, incentives to invent terror plots. Now tons get assigned to social media, so they inundate Twitter with takedown requests for joke accounts. This is what's happened. This is what's happened to our FBI. The FBI, we can equate that with my, with my criticism of journalism. There's no real FBI anymore, and there's no real journalists. They don't do their jobs anymore. They're political activists. It's sh- the journalist being political activists is bad. The FBI agents being political activists is frightening because they have much more power. The power the FBI has is insidious. It's very powerful and it's dangerous. And these are political activists. They're not doing their job anymore. Journalists' job is to investigate. FBI's job is to go after real criminals, find real terror plots, go after the bad guys, find the bad guys, not the people tweeting on Twitter that the election is Wednesday and not Tuesday. Oh, man, I get so angry. So angry. I better get ready to cue up my Hollywood music because I need to transition. I need to transition to something light before the weekend hits. If anyone wants to call in, you can. I might sound angry, but I'm not going to yell at you unless you're North. I don't see him in here today. But um, yeah, and North said something yesterday, which I was thinking about. I shouldn't. But I, I have to admit I was, and that was this masturbation site, Mastodonian Mastodon. That supposedly, he mentioned this that I, I and I've never heard anyone talk about it other than him. That Twitter blocked that Elon Musk blocked Mastodon because people who were blocked this Mastodon person it's supposedly like a a competitor for Twitter. I've never even heard of it. It can't be very popular. I've heard of Getter. I'm on there. I've heard of I've heard of uh, Truth. I'm on there. I've never heard of Mastodon. But, uh, oh, it, it's all liberals. It must be a great site. It must be so much fun. Um, was, he said Elon Musk banned him, supposedly, from Mastodon saying, don't, don't, be on, don't, don't waste your time on Twitter. Come to my site. So Mastodon was trying to take their business away. Was trying to take Twitter's business away through these tweets. that Elon Musk banned him or suspended him. By the way, if that's the case, I have no problem with that. How would you like, once again, I'm all for making Twitter more like the real world. How would you like if you were a restaurant owner and you're sitting in your restaurant and some sh- some schmuck from a new restaurant down the block comes in, it starts going to all your customers at every table and saying, don't eat the food here, come to my restaurant. H- how, let me tell you, my, my grandfather owned Italian restaurants in New York. That person would end up on their ass on the street. Would you allow that? If you were a restaurant owner and someone came into your restaurant and was going up to the people eating and saying don't eat this slop slop come to my new restaurant down the block how how would anyone even do that how, how how long would that person last it's a business it's elon musk's business you don't have the right to use his business to try to take his business away and give it to yourself so i have no problem with elon musk getting rid of the guy i would have done the same thing once again Let's look at this as though it's the real world. Would you allow this stuff in the real world? Would you allow someone in the real world to come into your business and take your customers away? No, you would knock, You would chase that person out of your business because you have every right to chase them out, right? You have the right to serve who you want to serve. It's your business. Would you allow in real life someone to scream? If you were a known person or anybody, Someone to scream, hey, he's here right now. He's here right now. Come get him. Would you allow that? Would that be allowed in real life? No. So we should allow it on Twitter. What we don't allow in real life, we should not allow on Twitter. What we allow in real life, we should allow on Twitter. Freedom, democracy, free speech. And draw the line in areas where we draw the line in real real society. we don't. Maybe Musk is, and I, I'm all for it. Maybe Musk is, and I'm. if that's what he's doing, I'm all for it. 100%. 100%. But of course, some people, they just want their control, right? They want their side to control everything, and then it's fine. But when the other side wants to beat them at their own game forget it forget it not allowed not allowed i'm going to do another call for if you want to if anyone wants to call and talk about anything i've spoken about or it's elon musk or twitter or san francisco or your city how's your city doing how's your i want to how's your city doing? I've traveled a lot over the last three years, but I want to know how your city's doing. Heidi, how's your city doing, Heidi?
2: My city's okay. I'm in Las Vegas. Oh, you're in Vegas. Oh,
0: yeah. I, used to, I lived in Vegas for two years. How long ago? Uh, a long time ago. I lived, The last time I, I lived in <laughs> Vegas from 96 to 98.
2: Oh, okay. I, I arrived in 2011.
0: Oh, okay. So you've been there for the last decade. Basically, yep. Yeah, you you, yep. you you arrived when Vegas was really like exploding. I mean, it really exploded, past explosion. <laughs> so yeah, baby. yeah, yeah. It's exactly. like
2: like I, I had been here bef- before I lived here. You know, back in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was now it, like back then it was more of an adult playground. It, there's a lot more families here now.
0: Yeah, they're a lot I, more accommodating. I I, I, I preferred the adult playground.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I I do too. I have to admit, I have two two young children, um, so I kind of get it now. But uh, but yeah, Yeah. when I first moved here, we didn't have the kids, and it was so annoying all the strollers that we had to like walk around. (laughs) Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But yeah, Vegas. Let's see. I was in Vegas the last time I was in Vegas was about a year ago, and I um, I was there at the. Well, yes, yeah, so I guess it was maybe this time last year, and they were still doing the mask shit, you know. And I remember it being so bad where, like, I'd walk into a convenience store on the strip, and they'd be like, "Mask, mask!" You know, I'm like, "Are you? This yeah. is this this is Las Vegas? Are you kidding me?" Yeah, you know, I'm really, I was really upset that the casinos ever went. The casinos have so much power that they could have they could have easily said, "Go take a hike." we will do it the way we. Yeah, want.
2: but they got the they got the government payoff.
0: Did they get a government payoff there?
2: Oh, take Mm -hmm. the money
0: and and fuck the government. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know they have a lot of power. They they didn't have to play by those rules if they didn't want to, because they run the economy. You know know, they run the economy in the state. They run. That's why Nevada. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I heard Nevada had like fifteen percent unemployment. Some or fifteen percent inflation because Vegas was either locked down or people weren't going for for a while. It really hurt the economy there, big time. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was creepy, you it know, like creepy. right at the beginning of the, yeah, uh, at it the was. beginning of the COVID thing, the schools shut down. My daughter uh, had just started kindergarten that year. They put her on remote learning. Can you imagine hmm. that with a kindergartner?
0: Yeah. that's that's it was uh, ridiculous. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's very, very sad. Yes, it was. You, you, and I blame Fauci. You, you, of course, of course. You wrote, "He's not letting me back on." You mean, you mean Elon?
2: Yeah, yeah, that motherfucker doesn't care about the little people. Wait a minute, fuck that billionaire! Oh, wait a minute. Wait, when were you banned? Oh, I was banned a year ago, but I've I've uh, appealed it three times in the past. You know, ever since he took over.
0: So, what's the is the appeal <clears throat> process the same as it was before? Because I haven't been banned during his venue during his. I
2: don't think business. I even tried to appeal it. Uh, or maybe I did like way back at the beginning, yeah. but, um, it, so I don't really know, you know, like for a long time I didn't even bother, you know, within that year I yes. didn't bother. And then when I, the, with the whole thing with, uh, Elon taking over, you know, and saying everybody's going to get let back on, I'm like, fuck yeah. Okay. I'll try, you know? And like I said, I tried three times and, uh, you know, it
0: is, it's, uh, you know what did, uh, you weren't part of the amnesty, because he let out no. like forty thousand accounts in one shot. Yeah, I'm not part of it. I'm surprised. That's really surprised. He just he just did it. He did a general amnesty for everyone, and I'm surprised you weren't. He there must be something in the system. You know, it's, it's so many people. But what I've noticed is people like lobby for people. Right? They'll say, "Put this person back on," and if, if enough people do right. that, he'll do it. But he's got you no. Know, he's so got to lobby notice. for me. Lobby what's for your, me, dude. I don't know your, anybody. Well, what's your what's huh? your account? No, what's your name on Twitter? My At, name
2: it's Heidi. Yeah, uh-huh. it's just yeah. Heidi one two three. I think is the Twitter oh, handle. Oh, that's
0: easy. Just Heidi one two three. H e i d i one two three. Yeah. Now, wh- do well, you Well, know no. What? I mean, it's,
2: ju- it's just it's J U S T. Just Heidi. Oh, just, just as just in Heidi one. Two, as three? in justice.
0: Yes. So just J U S T Heidi one two three. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll go on now. Why were you suspended? Do you know? Do you even know? Uh, I I could guess. I
2: don't know specifically. They didn't. Uh, they yeah, weren't they transparent did. with. Huh? Yeah. Did. Right. Yeah. But I'll tell you the three things that I I'm I did that could be, possibly be it. I uh, <clears throat> told Tom Hanks he was an asshole. <laughs> well,
0: for, so what? So
2: what? <laughs> uh, because because after the post. He said that uh, he still said Julian Assange was a criminal. So I'm like, "Fuck you for not standing up for Julian Assange no, no, after but doing so that movie." So you call the
0: celebrity an asshole? So what? I think they can handle it.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I think so,
0: think so too. Think and so. then
2: uh, I harassed Meghan McCain for a while, basically telling her she was a piece of shit of a human being. Uh, not, I, I think, yeah, I, think was, I might have I, actually used those words. Huh?
0: Mm-hmm. Cursing is Meghan again? Sanders. That's not. See, yeah, again. She should it's be so able ridiculous. to handle it. Right? Yeah, it's so ridiculous. They considered cursing at a celebrity at a, at a wealthy person to be like bullying. <laughs> it's
2: so stupid. I know. It's yes. so idiotic.
0: It really They're poor,
2: is. delicate sensibilities. Yes. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, and bullying, then, um... bullying usually has to do with having power over someone. I don't think you have power over those people. So, <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. And what else? was there anything else? Heidi, Did I, I lose found Heidi? him
2: basically on his life, his history, oh. and 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 how he got to where he's at, and what he does with it. So I but, sent that to him like three times.
0: But there was nothing. <laughs> there was nothing like, you know, there's nothing like like it's egregious, like putting a swastika. No,
2: phone, no, I didn't like dox that. anybody. I didn't threaten anybody. No, yeah, nothing correct. like that. All right, I'll, I'll, no, I'll just... I, I was just.
0: I'll tell Elon, huh? I'll, send, I'll send it to Elon. I'll say, could you please check this count out? and bring?" How many, did you have a lot of followers?
2: Nah, I don't did you think, think
0: so. Did you think about just creating a new account?
2: I thought about it, but unfortunately I was stupid and tied my my phone number to it. And I can't, uh well, I suppose I could try getting another phone number from my, you know, my, uh what do you call it, from T-Mobile, but I don't know. I'd I have think- to go, it's.
0: Are they only using it's phone on my- numbers now? Are they, do you have to have a phone number or is it email? You have to
2: have- well, well, now you have to have a phone number. You didn't have to before, but that's what I'm saying is I was stupid and I tied it with my account.
0: Oh, I see. I see. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. But now you can't just use an email. You have to use your phone number. So you have to use the same phone number and they'd know it's you. I, I got it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. Well, I'll just tweet it out. I'll see if he, hopefully he responds. He doesn't, you know, Elon <clears throat> Musk must get about you know, 18 million tweets per second to him. Oh yeah. So, I'm not holding yeah. out much hope. <laughs> he, he really needs to, I know he'll respond to some people randomly, but I think he has to just be at the right place at the right time and see it. I think that's the way it, right. it really goes with these, with these celebrities with millions of followers. He's got like 120 million followers. You know, it's like they yeah. really need to see need to get lucky and catch their eye and then they'll respond. But he does respond to people. We respond to regular people all the time. It's just a matter of getting, yeah. getting to him, you know, getting at the right time, you know. Right, so right, I've, right. I've tweeted many times. He's never responded to me, <clears throat> but I do see he responds to people. So we'll try it, right? We'll can we we'll, yeah. we'll try it. Yeah, it
2: can't hurt. And like, it's not that important to me because I'm not like a, uh, you know, a personality. You know, I'm not like an influencer or anything. I I really am just a nobody. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if I really wanted to get back on, I could just go get like one of those pay-as-you-go phones. You know what I mean? And start a yeah. different account that way. Yeah.
0: yeah. Of course. Yeah. There are a lot of ways to do it. There are a lot of ways to do yeah. it. Yeah. A lot of ways to get around the system, you know. But I think, I think they really want to, I think he really wants to do this even more now where you know, he he wants to make sure that real people are going on, you know, which I can understand, you know. So yeah. the problem with bots is they can make up emails, right? You can have a million emails, you know. Right. So that's, that's, that's the problem with that.
2: Well, Someone it's, it. it's also a possibility of data mining too. You know, Absolutely. you have to be. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, just so you know, I identify as a conspiracy theorist and my pronouns are told you and so. <laughs> I like it. I, I like told you. I heard you. it. On, I got I can't take credit for it. I heard it on Redacted with Clayton and Natalie Morris, but uh-huh. I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, I told, told but told I love you. it. Yeah, we, we told you
2: and so. Ooh,
0: look at yeah. those thumbs up. Look at all those
2: thumbs up. Probably <laughs> 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 Me and, me and Gator talk quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Told you and so. All right. I like that. All right. All right so what, what do you do in Vegas? What's your What's your thing? You work in a um, casino?
2: <clears throat> well, right at the moment, and actually uh, partially because of the lockdown, I'm at home with the kids. Right. Uh, I got a seven and a five-year-old. But um, I used to do optical, you know, like glasses. Mm-hmm inspecting mm-hmm. and selling them and that kind of shit mm-hmm. um, and teaching people how to put, put contacts in. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I also did medical billing for a while. Okay. I used to work for uh, United healthcare mm-hmm. as a claim processor, just, you know, dumb little jobs, nothing special. My
0: first job when I was 17 years old, the first real job I ever had was at a, at a, a place called Cohen's fashion optical Cohen's okay. fashion optical. And they're, they're very big in the East coast, very big in New York. And, uh, and my job was, I would, I, I found it to be a fascinating job for a 17-year-old. I would, you know, when they make, they make the lenses, you know, how they make yep. you know that they make it and that machine, you know, where it carves it out and it's, yep. that's what I did. I, and I tinted them. I put them in little tinters and I tinted yep. them. And I, I, I thought it the, for a for first job, it was great. Well, all kids were working at McDonald's and Wendy's and doing that kind of crap. I was working at a place and I was actually making glasses and I found it to be Hell pretty yes. fascinating. I'm rather be pretty fast. Yeah,
2: I, I really, I really liked working in in the lab, and yeah. I tried getting a job uh, a couple times at at local labs because not many places um have in store labs anymore. Right. Uh but um, they they don't hire me because they they look at me and they think I should be in sales. I guess.
0: Oh, I see. Well, you know, sales is a good job. So you can get it. I hate sales, I, especially in
2: optical. Yeah, yeah I just, because it's I, all
0: upselling it's very much upselling. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's
2: a, yeah. It's a yeah. con. It's a scam. Yeah. I, I know everything is in capitalism these days,
0: but yeah. it just,
2: I hate, I hated the, um, what do you call it? The sales goals pressure? Oh, of course, you know, any always, job, any yeah. job
0: with a goal is not a good sales job, but most of them do have some kinds of goals, you know, but if you, you know, some of them you work on just commission. Like I know mm-hmm. when I worked in, when I worked in radio, the salespeople who sold ad spots worked on pretty good commissions. And that wasn't really that much of a high pressure you know there's some jobs where it's just the in other words if you're working for a top-notch tv or radio station people want to advertise right all right so it's easy to get it's easy to get clients they're always going to be there you know um and and so that kind of a sales job is great you know the sales jobs where it's like built-in clientele are great sales jobs the shitty ones are like going door-to-door with a vacuum cleaner <laughs>
2: I've done that too. Yeah. <laughs> selling, uh, selling, um, AT and T U Verse yeah.
0: service.
2: Oh, you, you remember go. that shit? AT and T
0: Verse. Yeah. You know. Speaking of Vegas, you bring back all these memories. Uh, when, I, when when I first lived in Vegas before I got my radio jobs there, I did. Oh my God! You know this was big in Vegas. It probably still is. You know, like the uh, the telemarketing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, where you sit there in the phone and you tell <laughs> And you go through the yeah. phone book, and, you, and it was for some organization that had to do with the cops, and they were like they were like a, they weren't a, a, a real cop organization. They were like an orb. They would use the cops' names in order to sell shit. Okay, you know, and it was so terrible. I mean, I remember sitting in there in like a, in those those drab. Rooms full of like thirty people. We all we all had a phone. We're all on the phone. Like an
2: office space.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's like and it's like those offices. They 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 put them up and they take them down. Right. You know you can you can yes. build them up and 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 in, in one day and then take them down in one day if you have to. If you got to get out of town.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Fly, I mean, night operation. Yeah, yeah. But have, have you seen the movie though? Right, Office Space. Uh, I loved it. I loved yes. Office
0: Space. Office yeah. Space was, 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 was one fantastic. of my favorite movies. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah was, when, he un- when he
2: unbolted the the one wall and just yeah. knocked it down so he could see out the window. I love that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yes. You know, if you could come in Saturday, that would be <laughs> – that's, that's a great – And, one. It, I and love Sunday, that. too. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Cole, yeah. Gary Cole was so great in that role. That, one of the funniest role, comedic performances ever, you know, because he got that kind of a guy, that boss down, Pat. I mean, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: He yeah. was perfect. Yeah. Very good casting.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that, that was one of my crazy jobs. I did this crazy telemarketing thing when I was in Vegas. I was really young. I was like in my early 20s and I needed a job. And so I like did that. I was like, oh, the worst. It's so, I hate cold calling people. That is the, yeah. that's why I, you know, I volunteered on political campaigns and I hate doing the I hate doing the calls. I hate calling people. You know, you get them like they went to having dinner. People don't want to be bothered. You know that. You know, uh-huh. so, like I, th- that's something I can. The 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 calling for political campaigns, which is a really big part of getting votes, they they love it. Yeah, I hate. I never like doing it. I never. <laughs> Why did you
2: volunteer it. then?
0: Well, I like I'm... doing other things. I don't mind going to like um, places and handing out pamphlet pamphlets and talking to people. I I, I like the one on one things. I don't like calling people on the phone. I don't like. calling Oh
2: people. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I but see. I could
0: I, I could do stuff like you know going to rallies and handing out pamphlets and working booths and I could do all that stuff when you have real contact with real people face to face. But the calling stuff, ugh, I hate it. I totally hate it. Yeah, yeah. You know, people don't. I did that comment. for yeah
2: for a company here for a little while a survey company, and it turns out it really was just again a scam. It was a way for them to advertise. Yeah, mostly you know they would...
0: Most of yeah. that, most of the telemarketing stuff is really borderline <clears throat> illegal. not totally illegal, Yeah, You know, but that's why they, 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 they put up those prefab office spaces. so They could take it down quickly if the cops get on the trail. <laughs> you know, so. yeah.
2: yeah, that is
0: true. And I that, like that, watching that was things. really big in I, I, Vegas and Arizona, really big in the Southwest. Probably still is yes. now a yes, lot of yes. it's over, now, now a lot of it's in India. They don't even bother doing it. I was
2: just gonna say, I watch those yeah. sometimes the the bait the uh, bait, scam baits mm-hmm. videos. You mm-hmm. ever watch those? Like dice I think his name James Vith.
0: Yes, yes, <clears throat> those, are, those That's are great.
2: Hilarious. Those yes. are
0: great. You know. So all right. So Heidi, so Vegas is coming back. I, I I do notice people are coming back now, right? Tourism is pretty pretty much back to normal, isn't it?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I saw three airplanes lined up to getting ready to land on my way over to my ex's tonight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's <clears throat> Vegas is definitely one of the places. Although what I do, what I've noticed and with my, what people I know who've gone to Vegas have noticed is that homeless problem is getting worse. I mean, the home, homeless problem yeah. on the strip on the, they used to not allow, they used to clean the homeless off the strip. Now they don't anymore.
2: I don't know. I don't, I don't go down there much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Locals <laughs> not, never not do. Lo- locals rarely yeah. do. Locals rarely do, yeah, unless yeah. they have someone in town they're visiting. But um, it's 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 getting to the point now, I think, where it's so bad that they can't clean them out anymore. They can't get them off the strip. There are too many of them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, I wouldn't be shocked. So people are starting I mean, to sour on that. Cause it,
2: yeah, because it doesn't snow here or get icy or anything like nope, that. And...
0: Nope, nope, nope. Good good weather around. <clears throat> pretty good weather. You can't complain. Can't complain. Oh, the summers can be brutal. Obviously, that's the problem. The oh summer.
2: yeah, it's like stepping yeah. out into an oven.
0: Right. The summers can be pretty. Until the sun sets, it can be pretty dangerous to live in that all the time. To have to yes live in that all the time, you know. But Heidi, thanks for lightening this up because it's going to lead me to my film review. So thank you. This is perfect. All even, right, you made the perfect transition. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Good <laughs> all night. Right.
0: Thanks. All right. So here. This will lead into this. Let's hope this works. It should work. Hold on a second. Okay, let's see. Okay, that's that's intro. High tech here. High tech a lot, I spent a lot of money on this oh, show. I spent a lot of money on this show, a lot of money. Um, that was our. That was John Williams at the uh, Boston Pops Hooray for Hollywood. Let me cue this back up. Okay, so it's a light week. I have only one film to talk about. Uh, next week I'll have a couple. Next week I'm going to see I think The Whale with Brendan Fraser, and I think uh, ba- uh, uh, Babylon with uh, with um, huge cast. Babylon is a huge Brad Pitt, huge cast. Longo Robbie. so that'll be next week. But this week, I don't know if you can see this anywhere other than major cities. I'm sure it'll be on streaming soon, but it's called The Sparring Partner, and it's a film from China. It's a Chinese film. If you don't like reading subtitles, you know what can I tell you? But it's called The Sparring Partner. And this is based on... I did a little research before I went to the movie. It's based on a, a real story. Um, two men... Murder. A young man murders, partners with another guy, to murder and dismember his parents. This one guy, dismembers his mother, murders and dismembers his mother and father with a friend. And they, they horrible things. I mean, they they cut the they, to dispose of the bodies. They cut them up. They put them in the microwave ovens and the refrigerators. Horrible, horrible, gothic kind of thing. But it was a real case. Uh, I believe in twenty thirteen, China. And uh, they decide to plead not guilty to the crime, but they both had confessed. One had confessed first, and the other, under a lot of duress, had confessed also to being a partner in crime. So they both confessed, yet they plead not guilty, and they go to uh, trial. Each have their own defense attorney, of course. And the China, I believe the, the justice system in China, I believe, is nine jurisdictions. This is, I, I didn't know this, it's nine jurors in China. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, uh, it, have to be um, it can be a majority rule, right? It doesn't have to be unanimous. It be a majority, I didn't know that either. Kind of frightening, but that's the way it is in China. Um, and so anyway, so this, it, it really details the crimes, how the men met their crimes together, they commit together and the jury system. And a lot of the film takes place in the jury, it's a trial film. And what we learn basically is, like from the outset, it seems very simple. They both committed this crime. It happened. They both pleaded guilty to it. So, what kind of what is that, What kind of a film is there? Well, the amazing thing about this is, there's is a great film, and it really has to do with the idea of if crimes are actually committed, can someone be led to that kind of a crime? Can abuse as a child be led to someone doing this to their parents? Can one person be forced by the other person in this idea of these two men doing it? Can one personality dominate the other and make them do this? Is one person lying about the other person being involved? And all this comes out in the in the, in, in the really intense, well-directed, incredibly well-lit, suspenseful courtroom scenes. Um, and basically the film is about nothing, Is especially when it comes to the justice system, nothing as, as it appears to be, Nothing is as simple as it may seem. And the film also opens it up. It doesn't all take place in the jury system. It opens it up where they do have some scenes that that visualize, in other words, the jurors outside the jury uh, the jury room, they'll take them out into the real world, also into the crime scene and place them in the crime scene, just to try to open it up a little bit more and not, I guess, make it so, you know, everything set within the the, the court and, so claustrophobic but it is very claustrophobic those court scenes are incredibly incredibly tense the the one who kills his parents the one whose parents are murdered is is more of an arrogant personality uh uh having claimed to have gotten the sure end of the stick his whole life having been beaten by his father uh he's more kind of arrogant and and confident and sure-headed about what he did the, his friend, his sparring partner if you will, is an overweight guy who um, tried to kill himself earlier in life, ha, ha, uh, has failed relationships is kind of a real what many people would consider a low IQ loser. And the performance that that actor gives, I'm trying to get their names because they once again these yes. So uh, Angus Tong, and I don't know how to pronounce this name. It's Pui Tung Mak, P-U-I-T-U-N-G-M-A-K. It's it's too bad this is a foreign film, because it's not going to be seen by a lot of people. Both performances are great. By Young Wan Ian, who plays Henry Chung. He's the one who his parents are killed. He's the more confident, arrogant one. And Angus Tong, played by Pui Tung Mak is the is the fat, overweight, low IQ one who everyone considers dumb and easily manipulated. And that also plays into how the jury decides his fate in the end. Of course, I'm not going to say how it works out. But his performance is absolutely stunning. It's it's really one of the best performances of the year. I hope it gets some recognition. Maybe it did in China or it will in China. But it, it deserves to get recognition at the Academy Awards because his performances, at first, you see this guy as a, just a, this slubby, fat loser. But when you see how he is possibly, through his point of view, manipulated by the detectives and by the police, they recognize that he is subservient. They recognize he is not a confident person, and they really starve him. They deprive him of sleep in order to get this confession. And that also plays into the the jury system and the, the trial. Um, but his performance goes from you go from feeling incredible empathy to him to incredible sorrow to just a, a, just a, a gut wrenching performance by this guy. I, I don't know. I've never seen him before. I'm going to look him up now. Pui Tung Mok. Let's see if there's anything else he's done that I may have seen. I haven't seen many chinese films lately um no in fact shockingly it looks like he's only made two films yes this is his second performance something called zero to hero last year and this year the sparring partner that's amazing this is his second film it's a stunning stunning performance and good performance is intense top-notch performances all around but especially especially by him um i recommend it if you can find it it's called The Sparring Partner. If you want to see a foreign film, this is out of China, uh, directed by Chuck Tin Ho. Very good. Frankie Tam wrote the screenplay. It's really worth seeing. It really is. Um, if you like courtroom dramas, this is for you. Really good, really intense, well-written courtroom drama. Uh, and in the end, not many answers, which is what I like about the film. This is what I like about foreign films. The American films have to give you an, a real answer too often, at the end, right? We have to have a distinctive answer. We have to, you know, have conclusions that we can all grasp. But this leaves you with more questions about what may have happened. What the reality is: who was really guilty? Who wasn't guilty? You know, who took the lead? Who followed? All of that stuff um, in a great dynamic that plays out between these two um, these two men. So, the sparring partner, I, I truly recommend it, and really highlighting the performance of Pui Tang Makas, Angus Tang. Superb, absolutely superb. Okay, that's the one film I got this week. Like I said, next week we'll have have The Whale and Babylon. And is there anything else I wanna talk about? No, I think that's it. I think we should end on that note. Okay, so it's been another exciting week. And like I said, I hope the COVID stuff comes next. Hopefully it will in the future dumps. Uh, I want to thank uh, Daniel for calling. I want to thank Heidi for calling. I see Gator was out there listening. And have a great weekend. Um, next week is the last full week before Christmas, right? The last full week before Christmas. Yeah, Heidi, good night. Thanks for, thanks for listening. The last week before Christmas next week, I'll be on every day next week. Every day, even Christmas Eve Eve. I'll be on Christmas Eve Eve. That's Friday, right? Yeah, the 23rd. So, But have a great weekend. This show airs Monday night through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. It's called And Let's Be Heard. I will see you guys Monday night. Thanks for listening.